0: To the Waking Up from Work podcast. My name is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, and welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 41 today. This is your host, Dave Swillam. I'm here hanging out with my co-host, Ryan Kerrigan, and we're going to be meeting up with Simon James from Maine today, who just is opening two different businesses in about nine days out from not having his day job and taking the jump. So Today, I really wanted to do a contrast to last week where Ryan and I talked about using our day jobs to put income into our creative life and a plan for purposefully having them. And uh, this week, I wanted to take a contrast to that and encourage people that should be jumping to jump. So The reason why I came out with both episodes is because I really believe the answer can only be determined by where you're at and what you need. So you'll hear a lot in the episode talking about where I've been at financially, where Simon's been at financially, where people between the three of us have been at mindset and mentality. And you're going to hear just the differences in what people need and what time they need it to make the decisions that they need to do what they need to do to pursue what they're doing for creative life. So. I hope this is helpful for you. I was hit up by someone other week saying, "Hey, last week's episode really made me rethink some things on a monthly basis financially. That made me change my plans up a little bit." Thank you, and uh, it it really means a lot to me when you hit me up and say that the episodes are helping you in some way. So definitely, if you want to reach out to me, don't be afraid to message us on Facebook. Jump into the Waking Up from Work podcast. Connecting creatives. Facebook community and, and chat on there with other people in the same spot as you. Hit me up at Dave Wake Up on Instagram or Twitter direct. And uh, I love having conversations and I definitely love to know if this does give you some value. So without further ado, let's talk about nine days into Simon's Jump. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast welcome. where we get to work Making work a passion, doing what you want to do, living your creatively le- life, leaf, and uh, doing you what you want leaf, to do full time. It doesn't even have to be creative. We do music. We do arts. We do straight up business. We do breweries. We're just about uh, we success. everything that you want to do that's not what you don't want to do and just keep it nice and vague like that. Today, you're listening to episode 41. Whoa. Tonight, we're coming live with simon james all the way from somewhere in maine that's not portland that i don't know
1: (laughs) nice dude the woods is underrated man
0: welcome man thank you for hanging out with us and and spending a good 30 minutes of tech problems uh beforehand (laughs) we really appreciate that pregame, bro
2: yeah thanks a lot for having me guys i'm excited
0: so i wanted to i i simon and i connected like at the right time again like we we kind of we met simon um a couple months back at the podcast NH meetup, which oh, yeah, was which so killer, awesome. If you don't know them, that's the community that we are a part of. We're in that network. We're on their website, Podcast NH. Awesome people there. Shouts. We we were there. We met Simon there, who designed the shirts for them this year. Awesome and then uh, Simon and I just kind of stayed connected, um, awesome. and we just linked up recently because he's at the right time and where he's at. To talk about where we were just at. So if you listen to episode 40, it was called Don't Quit Your Day Job. That was a discussion that I really wanted to have with the non patient me five years ago mm-hmm. to say, listen, you have your head in the right spot. I know that you're ready for this, but use your day job to fund your dream until you don't have to anymore. Was the, was the, was my point on that last one was really a financial thing of like, put yourself in a position for long-term life success marathon, not sprint gratitude in that type of way. Simon just jumped like what, two, three weeks ago?
2: Uh, Nine days ago, actually.
0: Word, not even. so Fresh, 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 right? Still parachuting. Um, So I wanted to get Simon on to just bring the opposite perspective or the other perspective of someone that, just did this so that if you are the person where it doesn't make sense to do the day job anymore and you really are ready to tell you that maybe it is time for you and and, and maybe don't listen to episode 40 maybe you're more of a, a simon james out there in the fields you know so simon just launched two different uh businesses or brands kind of both built on what he's really great at one being a logo design and branding type of business Helping people create logos, websites, obviously shirts, right? Graphic design. Um and the other one is an interior painting business. Uh so those two are what he just sent out and he is nine days in. And uh you wanna run people who don't know more about you through your story, man, through what you're up to, what these things are about, more than I know.
2: Yeah, definitely, man. Um cool. <laughs> it's been a trip. And my girlfriend, she's like, Wow, I can't believe you just jumped that quickly. Because uh, it, it feels like such a big leap, but if you really think about it, you know, this is something I've been, has been in my head for probably close to a decade now. So even though right. it feels like within a week of the, you know, of 2020, I've made this big jump. It's something I've been right on the edge of the cliff for many years. Um, Same. and Never could muster up that willpower and just throw myself off that cliff. Uh, but <clears throat> there's a lot that's happened in my life that's really brought me to where I am now. Um, I started out as a young artist in high school doing like street art and graffiti style art. And that eventually evolved into um, designing stickers. So I would trade stickers internationally. There's a whole community online that no one knows about. um, What? Kind of like a secret community where you all, um, you send out a pack of 15, 20 stickers to another artist in a different country and they'll mail you a pack of their stickers um, so um, any
0: of things that they collect from other people or their they own creation?
2: Yep, um, stuff they do themselves. Whoa. And eventually over many years of doing that, you end up with a collection of hundreds and hundreds of artists um, artwork and you can, people will put them up on signs in public. Uh, you can fill up your black book and you just have a nice collection of art, but
0: that's awesome. That, dude. That
2: really was motivating just to you know start cranking out a ton of art because um, you really need to I had had to do a lot of packs to send out. um, So that was good for, you know, keeping me busy then. Um, But eventually that evolved into designing vinyl stickers. So I got into like Illustrator and Photoshop. um, And we're talking probably, that must've been around like 2006. I started getting into graphic design. So that's where my roots were there. Um, I went to college, studied marketing. In college, I worked for a painting company, and I really enjoyed that. Um, so that's where I started painting. That was probably 2010, about 10 years ago. Um, so I've been doing both on and off for a long time now. Uh, there was one point in time where I became a sales executive at a network security software company. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Before that, I was a sous chef. Um, so I've done a lot of jumping around. Okay. But, but, <laughs> Crazy, um, dude.
1: The Swiss Army knife.
2: <laughs> you got to try a bunch of things, man. I really Hell encourage anything. you out with anyone. Uh, you know, if you're getting sick of your job, just jump into another industry or uh, pick up a new hobby. I think it's really useful. Um, that's something I'll always thank my parents for growing up was, even though we didn't have a lot of money, they would always give me something different to do. And awesome. um, the more stuff you're exposed to, the more you can really find what interests you and develop mm-hmm. passions for things. Um, yes, for sure. But yeah, so I spent three years as a sales executive at a security software company. That was crazy. That was like almost a Wolf of Wall Street type lifestyle. Yeah. You, know, you get these half million dollar sales. Um, well, one of them, <laughs> most of them probably in the tens of thousands. But, you know, you get big paychecks and then you just go out to eat all the time. You don't even need to look at your bank account. You're just living the life. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, it, it's a really stressful job. Um, but and really intense, very stressful. Uh, but you learn a lot from it, and I think you're in sales now, right, Dave?
0: I'm in sales. I've been in sales for five <coughs> years at a different company, and I went into like sales leadership, and now I started again doing sales. Thus, the last episode, yeah, at another company right now. And, uh, dude, definitely understand that life that you're talking about. That's all over the place. There's no doubt in my head that it's been a very good thing for me in terms of like being able to afford growing business, right? Mm -hmm. Buying equipment, doing things without debt, you know? But the other thing, like, especially this one right now is an outside sales job. Dude, it's making me fearless. Like, I have to walk into businesses and door knock sometimes. And like, it's just like I was already doing performances with bands or something where like i was used to like being a fool or an ass in front of a bunch of people (laughs) now i'm just like walking into places i have people being like dude who the are you and uh it or cold calling and like that that has made it so that like i just don't give a shit what anyone in the world thinks at any point in time i'm like yeah dude i'm a bald guy I'm walking around doing stupid shit. I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> i like, yeah. trying to make my money. Dude, I, you know? I
2: totally agree, man. It was I, good. It's I, been I good call, for me. I did call in with a uh, with painting company in college too. I'd go door to door trying to sell paint jobs. Oh my and God. And I tell you, man, sales, especially at the software company, very stressful, but um, you learn the most valuable lessons, I think.
0: I believe it's
2: it. So strong. Um, you're, you get so used to rejection um, and you become focused on you know, yes. you need to develop a confidence in what you're selling. That's important. Um, I, I don't think I would have been able to do those sales if I wasn't confident in the software we were selling. Right. But uh, the other piece is really trying to connect to the, your customers, the people that are actually going to buy it. Um, that's a problem a lot of people have when they're selling stuff. And I think I've learned valuable lessons there in, uh, in finding the right prospects
0: That always separated like the good salespeople from the bad salespeople that I like I knew immediately where Mm -hmm. like when some guy came into the office or gal came in and was like they're just like a dick to other people in the office you just know that that person's also not going to be good at sales or if they or if they just can't talk to people like you have to be able to understand and empathize and, and get why people are saying no so that you can get mm. them to say yes, but that just made me better with people as a whole, dude. Because I understand, I don't get mad at things when people do things that used to get me so mad in high school or whenever, even college or whenever. Because I'm always trying to understand why are they doing something, mm-hmm, and understanding right. why I'm like never mad at anything. Because like someone like screws me or something, like I, I just think about it, and it's usually because they something is wrong with something. For them right now, and they're they're choosing something that might be selfish at the moment. But like, if I was in the same circumstances, maybe I wouldn't do it. Mm. You know what I mean? But like, at the same point, you know why they're making the choice, and you're like, even if I wouldn't do that, like I understand why you're doing that. Right? You know? So like, Mm -hmm. that's also been good from it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think any business has potential to be successful. It's really just finding the right people. Agree. Business too. Yes. That was a lot of the job. I was, you know, just surfing the web, trying to dig up contact information on all these executives at these large corporations so you can call their cell phones and bug them about buying software. Right. Yep, yep. Um, awesome, so dude. yeah, back to, I guess, back to the topic of where I came from. That, yeah. that,
3: was,
2: that was really um, motivational. It, it really helped me hone my skills in marketing and sales. Um, but then I'd say about, Two and a half to three years ago that all came crashing down. Uh, what happened was, and I was completely blind about it. The whole company was other than the executives, but apparently they had been acquired by another company, and out of the blue, they laid off um, close to thirty percent of their of all their employees. Um, oh. and I was part of that, unfortunately, yeah, so I, re- I remember that day. I got called up to the conference room and I started walking up the stairs thinking, all right, so we're going to talk about what, what sales I'm bringing in for the rest of this month. I actually had a pretty good one coming in. Yeah. I think it was a university in Florida or something. But as I'm walking up the stairs, this other sales guy comes walking down and he looks at me and he's like, they're going to fire you, man. And I just looked at him, cracked a smile and laughed. I'm like, yeah, like yeah,
0: ha ha. Okay. good one, Joe. Okay. Okay.
1: Good one, <laughs> I'm safe um, as can be.
2: <laughs> but then when I got up there and I saw the the looks on their faces in the conference room, I'm like, shit, he's right.
3: <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I immediately had to, you know, pack everything in a box just like they do in the movies and Oh my god. Hey, right What's there?
1: that like, man? Like I'm getting the getting Even though you're getting like let go, like you're getting laid off, it's not like a listen, Simon, we want to let you know you suck dick at everything. Uh that has to do with this <laughs> job and you're fired. And it's like a, no we like have to let you go as like a strategic thing like as, as shitty as it is like it's just the fact that happens but like it doesn't change like the, obviously you just said it like I got chills right now doesn't like it doesn't change like the hey, Monday morning right, when you yeah, wake dude. up out of bed uh, and you're just like going it the Monday in, morning, like, was it
2: that bad
1: was it just like the beginning of the I think it was like, week, like a or Wednesday they, or Thursday oh, or something I don't know they just make you work the full work week and then they just alright yeah they might not have even bed.
0: known until then dude uh, that stuff like whenever I had yeah. to roll out stuff like from higher leadership, it was always like things are withheld until it's like go time. Like, yeah, (sighs) that's nuts. I'm getting
1: like secondary chills.
0: (laughs) So you're out, dude. You're like, all right, now you're, you were high rolling. Like you're in sales or like, you're not even looking at your bank account. And then it goes from that to like, you have zero job right now. Exactly. Not ready for it at all. Everything that you're planning in life for what you're buying and doing and whatever, everything's not planned for doing that. All of a sudden you're there. Boom.
2: Right. And then I think it was actually, it was either a month before that or a month after that. um, Some other unfortunate circumstance unfolded where I ended up draining my entire bank account um, into a legal team. And that ruined me. So at the end of the day, I had no job and literally like, I don't know, maybe no bank account, like barely anything. Um, And this was just two and a half, maybe three years ago. Right, so you know that I would say that's probably close to rock bottom um, and when you when you're in a spot like that, it forces you to kind of go into survival mode, yes you just i agree, you grind man you mm-hmm. you just do what you can to survive, um, you learn because yep, it live. is primal like that yeah, you you really learn to live modestly you you realize. How materialistic you were. Like, right, like a, a, dude. the Wolf of Wall Street um lifestyle. You realize that's so pointless. You're just throwing away money.
0: Have you listened to the past like the recent episodes for me at all? I've been talking about this. I listened year. to the
2: most recent one. Yeah. Dude, I, I so I, I had
0: one month out that I planned this year, and that was like the best experience to like have that choice to do that. I'd never done in my life to have that ability to not work for a month where I just chose it. I was just like, I'm gonna literally Leave this company. I'm gonna take a month off before I start working somewhere else again. So it wasn't like full freestyle, but like I had a month where like I knew I'm gonna literally go to another state, and it wasn't fun actually. I ended up like renovating that property with Meg, and we lived inside there on an air mattress and like a bunch of paint (laughs) for like two. Like it sucked, but it felt really good to be like I'm gonna plan this month not do anything. But then I had two months where I had like really like no income this year, and uh, that was not foreseen at all, and I felt everything that you just said dude and i had also never felt you literally
1: feel everything i had
0: had not felt that before like two bucks
1: you feel (laughs) two fucking yeah
0: oh dude it it was like it was like a panic mode and you're right like an animalistic thing being like like i need to find like safety you know what i mean like i'm i need to find safety now and everything that i do is now going to be for that and whenever people are like asking me to do things or, like, I'm doing things like every thought and choice that I'm making is like with my like defense up. Like, how do I get to safety now? And must find food. I was saying, like, in terms of the materialistic thing, right? Everything that I bought for food, for items, for anything had a purpose. And uh, yeah, it was, I heard it you was talking very strategic. In
2: a recent podcast, you were excited about your $2.50.
0: Yes, dude. It, I, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, man, I have the choice. To go buy a coffee, even though I have like 10 pounds of shitty market basket coffee at home, I have the option right now to buy one for pure thrill. And it felt amazing. I was like, oh my God, dude, I was such a dick with my money back mm -hmm. in the day. Like, yeah. But think about
1: (laughs) about that, though, that you're in a space and you're like doing something that is forcing you. To like reevaluate like your value system like that, where all of a sudden you're like, wow, I never realized how much two dollars and fifty cents was worth. Yeah. I never realized just like how like like something as small as like a coffee can provide me like what is seemingly like some insurmountable like amount of gratitude. Dude. Now where like I would just I would just take it for granted and everywhere else, hundred percent, and it just like re. I'm like I don't know. I mean, that's like like we were talking about in the last podcast, where it's like something what you were saying, Simon, where you're just like, yeah, you know, I didn't come from a lot, but I thank my parents for you know always letting me engage in different things, and mm-hmm. it, you you realize that it doesn't really like take a lot to engage with a lot of other things. Like it doesn't take uh right. you know spending a hundred dollars on something or like a console or or buying some new stuff to engage with stuff, right? Right.
0: Yeah. So. So I, I feel you on that, man. Is my long, long way of saying like that like I know exactly what you're saying with that. Yeah.
1: Well, and I what think was it's... the first stuff to go? Like that was my like I always get curious about that. Like when when people have like changes in lifestyle, like and it, there's like a psychological term for it it's, it's called lifestyle creep, and it goes both ways. Yes. It goes from going yes. from from like highly affluent and then like highly success to none. And then the other way around where yep. people ex- experience the same experience, but going different ways. And like the things that you realize that you shift into or you shift out of, like, what were the things that like went first? Like when were you just like, Oh, these things are like the important things and yeah. all that stuff. Well, Besides yeah, like basics, true. like, Oh yeah, I need to get some water in me and eat some food.
2: Yeah. The first thing I did was I'd look at my credit card statements, see where, where was all my money going? How can I cut down on costs? Um, mm-hmm. and of course going out to eat and going out mm-hmm. and socializing with friends, having some drinks, I had to pretty much eliminate that completely. Yep, um, same. So I, I mean, I, I, like I said, I was a sous chef, so I enjoy cooking. So I do a lot of cooking at home. Um, one of my favorite TV shows, um, when I was in college was Cutthroat Kitchen. Have you seen Okay. That?
0: Yeah. yeah dude. <laughs> cutthroat kitchen for poor people uh, is that where you're going with this dude like
2: yeah actually my, <laughs> my brother and i we used to <laughs> we used to do our own like cutthroat kitchen you've got
0: um, some trident gum we, a coin <laughs> and some straw hats we would go to the <laughs> grocery
2: store and buy like the weirdest looking shit we could find like that's awesome you, do. dude. you don't even know what it is when you buy it and then we'd uh, we'd write them on pieces of paper throw them in a hat and you pick four random ingredients and it's your cooking dinner and that's awesome. Sabotages, too. Nice. Oh so, my God. Like, that's what it's all about. Like, if you think about your cupboard right now, there's probably so many cans of beans and, like, just random shit sitting in there. And you'd be surprised what you can come up with if you just, you know, <laughs> four random things and mm-hmm. start cooking away. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> I'll tell you what happened, dude. Oh, hit me with it. I ate. That random crap in my cupboard for like a month and a half. Like, I went through every <laughs> stupid thing that I never ate and saved because I couldn't throw it out for like yep. five years. It's like, Dave, so, Dave, why are you
1: eating a ranch dressing packet? <laughs>
0: yeah, basically, dude, it was like, dude, I like, all right. So, someone got me like a a truffle pasta, like, Christmas gift one year. And, like, honestly, it was good, but like, it's potent. Like you taste some truffle, you better be a truffle ass boy. To eat this, right? <laughs> You're in it. And so I had boxes and dude, boxes and make boxes, that be a hashtag,
1: dude. <laughs> hashtag truffle ass boy. <laughs> <laughs> Is your life together? Or are you a hashtag truffle ass
0: boy? <laughs> I was, dude. I was eating truffle pasta for like eight days in a row for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, dude, how like,
2: do you, how do you have that much truffle pasta?
0: It was a big Christmas set, dude. And then I was like, every time I looked at it, I was like, I'm not fucking eating this pasta. It's like, I'm not in the mood to just get truffles.
2: again. I'm eating truffles again. (laughs) Oh,
0: dude. And so just anything like that, like every can, every pasta, every soup, every anything. Like, and then just like you're saying, like, 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 uh, um, cutthroat kitchen or like chopped or something. Just like there would be stuff that I put together where I'd be like, this is a protein. This is. Is a, like another piece of a meal, and I was like, Thus, if I put them together, it is technically a meal. I'm just gonna be so sad, Frankenmeal, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but it will function. And uh, I lasted on that for a while, dude. Dude, that's lasted gonna be the next t shirt I got it in my
1: head, dude. Hashtag I like ramen noodles. Like, you're just okay <laughs> with eating ramen noodles every day of your life, like you're a college kid. <sighs> yeah, please ghetto. tell me, please tell me you did the ghetto uh grilled cheese sandwiches that everybody did in college where you got the you have the uh, the shirt iron and you make grilled cheese with the shirt iron. <laughs> you
0: ever, did you ever do that in college? <laughs> you still have pans, dude. Huh? You still ne- have like
1: cooking I never had this. No, but I'm that. just like dude, that's like the that's the fun <laughs> way to do it though. You gotta you gotta do it as the nothing's own.
0: fun when you're poor, dude. Zero things are fun <laughs> well, when you're you know, poor. No, not with that fucking
1: attitude, pal. Shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. Listen, well, I had fun being poor sometimes. <laughs> I still had fun. I did have fun. Oh, yeah, like because but you do say no to anyone that asks you for any plans. You're like, I can't. Yeah, exactly. Like, does that plan include do me
1: doing anything that involves money? If so, then it's not happening.
0: Is it a $13 movie ticket? I can't.
1: It's like if we're hanging out in your living room or like going on a hike, then I'll do that shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, even it got to like, I'm not going to drive like far distances because I have a truck and it takes mad gas.
1: I respect that, dude.
0: For real. Dude, some,
1: I don't even like most people enough to get out of my, not in my living room. Right. You're lucky that I'm fucking here. That's it, dude. You're <laughs> not
0: coming next week. All right. So <laughs> it's
1: fucking fine with me, dude. All right. On. All right.
0: So. <laughs> all right. So where was I? You, were, you
1: were, <laughs> you're See, broke. we told you about the tangents. You <laughs> told you they would happen.
0: You're broke and you're like, what in the flip am I going to do now? Exactly. Like grilled cheese yeah.
2: with, a, with a flat iron. So I, uh, you know, I thought about it for a while you start to think about what do I really want to do in life? Like I could take another sales job doing, there's a lot of insurance companies hiring for sales and stuff, but mm-hmm. I just didn't see myself doing that. Um, the only reason I was in sales at that time was because what we were selling was actually really cool. Um, oh, that's but awesome. I, don't, I don't think I could sell other stuff that I'm not passionate about. I just got lucky that my first sales job just happened to be a cool product. What happened was I, I uh, talked to this guy, John, who I'd worked for um, painting in college, and um, he took me on eventually, and I got back into painting, and that was nice because I had a flexible schedule. I was barely making any money, um, but at the time, it was better than not making any money at all. Oh, yeah. I already got my expenses down so low, like I had already paid off my college debt and stuff, so I, like my bills were so low. Even if I'm not making a lot of money, I was still about breaking even. Nice. And then I had a lot of free time to um, really hone my skills at art, uh, graphic design specifically. So I, I do paintings as well. But um, I really I started connecting with a lot of local musicians and bands and artists and uh, I asked them, hey, can I do some album art for you? And so my advice to other people that want to become freelance designers, um, you definitely want to start out doing things really cheap or even free. Yep. Just to get your name out there and um, just do it as much as you possibly can. Every single time you want to get better and better and better. Um, another thing that helped me over the past couple of years was Skillshare. It's a website you can go on. I think it was like a hundred bucks for a year and I canceled it after that. But in that year I took, Almost every class I could related to illustrations, um, Photoshop, and design. And uh, just learned as much as I possibly could, even like animations. I just started learning animations. Um, awesome. And from there, you start to realize people will hit you up um, as you get better, and they'll be willing to spend money on your art. So you can gradually, as you're getting better and the demand goes up, you can raise your prices hell oh, um, yeah get more competitive um and the more you raise your prices the more motivated you are to make the art look even better you know
1: <laughs> you're like i have it's, to deliver on that it's like a positive cost. it's like a positive feedback
3: it's,
2: loop it's like a snowball there. rolling down a hill it's just picking up more and more snow um and you get to this point where you you become a lot more in control of what you can and can't do um so now I, I do animations for people. I did a lyric video for somebody. I've done a lot of logos um, for like you know gyms and uh, even like a software company. Um, nice, dude. And nonprofits like there's so many nonprofits out there that need like flyers and banners and stuff. So if you just want to get your foot in the door and practice some designs, hit up some local nonprofits and they'll appreciate some help. That's a great idea. Yeah. So you, yeah hone your skills that's by far number one absorb as uh, much information as you can and from there you'll get better and better um to the point where eventually you can take this leap mm-hmm.
0: so let's talk about that man like what went into the decision of like this is the time because i feel like you know like there are people that um are just like pretty on a whim like they're just like I have to do it because they know that if they don't do it, then they won't. Then there's also people that are calculated. There's people like on episode legit three of this podcast, who talked to Jesse Harless, who set like a date on the calendar. And he's like this day, I I have to do it. And he wasn't ready for it, but he still did it because he said it right. And he, he, he was in the middle where he was planning for it, but he wasn't ready yet. But he was like, I committed to the date. What went into your thought of like, all right, now's the time. And what, Tell me about like what's it like like nine days into it, um, what's it been like?
2: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, just like that guy said, he didn't feel ready. He just did it. That's exactly all it is. Um, that day that I decided to submit all this paperwork and drop a bunch of money on two businesses was no different than any other day.
0: Right. I just
2: forced myself to do it. <laughs> that's that's the only difference. Um, just like anything, like over the past year, I've also like another thing I've really been working on is discipline or I guess past couple of years. So, and I see that you're actually doing the same with your diet and exercise this month, just kicking off a new year, um, trying to get healthy. But I think that's mm. extremely important. Uh, physical health as well. Exercise. Um, Definitely dude Reduces stress levels. Yep. Um, helps with your anxiety. Really. It makes you a better person. It makes you worry about things a bit less. Yep. And um, so, I started getting healthy last year, I'd say. I mean, I've always eaten fairly healthy, but I really went strict. Like, uh, in the summer, I went vegan. I tried out vegan. And then I started reintroducing meat and, like, I would reintroduce bread and stuff just to see, get a feel for what my body wants and doesn't want. Right. Um, So, just from experimentation, I've been able to figure out what's good for me. Um, I also started exercising more frequently, like you're doing. where I went from running <laughs> probably like a mile at a time. Now I'm doing like eight
0: miles. No a way, trailer, dude. Man. I just got into running like hardcore last year and um, I'm dude, I'm running my first marathon this year. Yeah. I did a yeah, half last a year, but it half me, marathon marathons.
3: what Like 12? It's miles?
0: 13, 13. It, dude, it, it, for my personality, it was like a key that I found. Because I am um, like, have you ever, have you ever read the E-Myth Revisited where it talks about the different like mindsets of, of people that are conducting business? Like the technician, the technician is someone that wants to do the thing like one-to-one, like their time exactly for that thing. And sometimes technicians start businesses and they have a difficult time scaling or hiring anyone because they want so much control that they just do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Or sole proprietor can be a technician and that's fine. Because a sole proprietor, you're doing something that's generating income directly for you. And yeah. that's just fine, right? Technicians mm-hmm. probably should be sole proprietors. Right. And then managers are people that understand kind of like the bigger picture for a business. And they're able to operate it really well, come up with processes and delegate things well. But they're not like big thinkers. They're not coming up with like the next idea like say like if it was just a manager in charge of a business then eventually you're going to get outdone by competition because they're not coming up with new fresh ideas to Mm. adapt with time they're just like i'm going to keep making things more efficient but i'm going to keep doing this thing
1: within their bubble and then there's
0: the entrepreneur and the entrepreneur head keeps making ideas nonstop, always new ideas always but they suck at like figuring out processes sometimes and they suck at like doing like one thing directed and there are people that are all of those things when they learn it right and they use them for different pieces of them there's also businesses where instead of becoming one person or if they can't do it they hire people and that's like kind of his theory on it i think i have always been like that entrepreneur where i keep coming up ideas and for a long time i wasn't able to just get in and just do that like i could never do it and that was my problem. That's what stalled me for a long time. And now I'm getting better at doing things. Like now there's like actions that are happening and I'm like, I'm, I say that, that I'm going to do it and now I'm doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. A-, a lot of entrepreneurs, I think have that, uh, that issue where they don't go into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just come up with ideas. How do you make that yeah. transition
1: into from like big ideas to doing like, So having that fluidity between those two things, that's like, that's something that I definitely feel like I struggle with, which is like, oh, you get the, like you said, like you get, you have all these ideas and you have all these things, but just like transitioning them into like something that's like in motion and resembles somewhat of a plan is like always been difficult. Like Like what, what's been your strategies of success from like taking something, especially when it's like hyper creative and it's your passion where you don't. Like necessarily feel like you're like, oh, I don't wanna have like my hands completely on it and have it be like hyper structured. It needs to remain somewhat creative and fluid, like, but there has to be like that give and take if you're doing it as the like where does that transition period kinda happen? What does it really look like?
2: Yeah, I find like the best way to balance is I mean, we kinda went over this, but Mm -hmm. trying different things. The reason I started two companies was because I think it's important to you know, have your hands in multiple pots. Um, yep. if you, it, like if you're working one, I personally believe that every single person in America should be working two hour jobs instead of a 40 hour job.
1: I agree. That's a, I, th- yeah.
2: I think our production rates would go through the roof if we did that. Yeah. Because um, everybody burns out no matter what they're doing. Um, even if it is something you love doing, sometimes it's important, like, especially for me, um, if I'm doing a logo for someone, I could be sitting here for 10 hours straight just sketching, and it's not coming to me. It's just not the logo isn't unfolding the way it should. Right. But I spend a ten hour day rolling walls, painting someone's house, listening to podcasts. That really gets my thoughts going. Um, that's when I I start to come up with these innovative ideas for logos and stuff. That's awesome, it's, it's dude.
1: One like feeds the other. Meditation. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: that's like exactly. the,
1: That's like that beautiful. It's like what, like what martial arts does, where like it forces you to kind of like be in the present. It's like it's the same experience that people, when you get when like uh, people like shower thoughts, Mm -hmm. like you're you're doing something that's literally physically forcing you to be like attentive and in the now and in a different state. And like in that state, like you have a different sense of. Like mental clarity, even like cognitive, like uh, your cognitive functions are different. Right. Are different. It puts you in another state that's, that's of That's so crazy where right? it's just like, yeah, you kind of do rid yourself of that, like that burnout by splitting the, the energy and the attention between two things. Yep. What a cool idea.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I
2: think it's important. Uh, like when you're solving a problem, if you're just putting yourself in an echo chamber yeah, um, I mean, you can bandage the situation, but I think by exposing yourself to different f- forms of stimuli in a different environment, um, sometimes you know you just get these crazy ideas that just do the trick. Has so-
1: any of your like has any of your stuff from from painting and the in the interior stuff like led into the logos and the graphic design and vice versa? Oh, like how fed, much like how much how much of like a double like cross like how much of a crossover do or do you try I'm to keep questions. them separate?
2: They're um they're fairly separate. Like obviously like a lot of the customers are different. The people that want their houses painted, they just want their house painted, but yeah. um there was one job I did where they um saw a mural on Pinterest that they wanted to do for their they had an upcoming baby. They were expecting and they wanted a nursery mural done. Oh, cool. Um so I took a look at the mural and I used Photoshop and Illustrator, I, I illustrated the scene myself in a way that it would fit their walls in the corner of their room because they had really weird ceilings and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I adapted the design and like, basically created a blueprint of exactly how I wanted the mural to be. Cool. And then I went in, I made a grid on their wall with tape and uh, executed. Um, so rather than just like free sketching it on their wall. I was able to use graphic design, I guess. Wow. Uh, right. Right. To it just right. Get it like told. a
0: regular, like a regular interior painter. Who's just straight up doing like uh matte finish or whatever, eggshell, all the different things like that's just a straight up painter that didn't have his background. There's no way that they could do that. No. You know what I mean? Like they're not going right. to have that head space and they're not going to have probably that attention to yeah. the way that they're controlling to, mm-hmm. to be able to do that design. So that's like, that's yeah. like a direct bleed. Yeah exactly yep. what about that's what cool. about
1: what about being a sous chef has like taught you like what's the most important thing that being a sous chef has taught you that's like bled over into like being <laughs> a, like because well i'm all about this stuff because I, uh, i mean we talk about it all the time about like transferable skills and yep and, we talked about and, sales and, for yeah, a while and dude. being able to have like a dynamic mindset where you like remain like a constant learner and like going off of what you said about like being engaged with different stimuli and like why it's important to like being well-rounded because you can learn so much. It, it, it always struck me like getting older, like the things that you could learn about um, about certain things through another completely different um like Avenue and entity. And so like, I always like to ask questions like that. It's just like, well, what about like being a sous chef like has really transferred and, and has made you successful in this X area. Like, okay. That's a great question. Like what can people do to, to derive success from something that, you know, not necessarily like to the naked eye would be, you know, even in the same ballpark as what you're doing now.
2: Yeah. Um, I'd say, I I think any job I've had has contributed to who I am today. Um, And the sous chef, especially, I think helps in that it allows me to, um, just kind of relax and take things, you know, one problem at a time. So. As a sous chef, if I was working on the line, I would um, make sure all the orders go out when they're supposed to, make sure everybody on the line is giving me their food when I need it. Um, and it can be stressful when the tickets just keep printing, <laughs> you know, it's just endlessly coming out with more orders flooding us. Uh, but if you just take it one ticket at a time, um, so th- I guess that kind of helped me become more fearless with starting these businesses mm-hmm. where I know that if a problem comes up, I'll handle it, you know? And then another problem will probably come up, but I'll handle it. But I'm not just going to freak out and think about all these things that are going to come up. You just take it one day at a time. You can. Um, If you you think about it, Mm. like the difference between me now and me nine days ago, before I started these businesses, um, nothing really has changed that much in my life.
0: Mm. It's
2: all mental. Everything that's changed is completely in my head. Um,
0: Right. Everything else is the same.
2: Everything in my life is the same, other and than not, my bank not, account's lower, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, Which is
0: overrated, but, man. Yeah, I remember um, when I took the, when I had that time off this year, right? Like a large amount of time. That was the first time where I, I that was the first time because I mean, even college, you know. And then the summers in college, I would work. That was the first time, and I don't know how many years, dude, where legitimately. I was the only one in charge of every single day of what I did and when I did it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like even in college, when I was working on the, in the summers, I was working a ton and I, I never had that choice to just be like, this is what I do each day. And, and I would say for anyone that's jumping, who has never had any time to do that from my experience of that. And I mean, you might have more experience than me in this field, but I I had spent a lot of time out, dude, right? At definitely what you just said where like there's overwhelm, like you can't, you can't tackle every problem that you have and everything that you have to address in one day. You just can't do that. There's not enough time in that day to do it. So don't worry about every single thing that you need to do that day and plan your day to tackle certain things. But be aware of what needs to get done and like even like I would write things down and and make it so that things are happening throughout the month to tackle them. Mm -hmm. But I'd say the biggest thing was like keeping structure like when you have that much freedom is like the key because like you can't just sit around and not do anything. Or else you're gonna get get you're gonna get screwed. Like you can't just you can't allow your, like, I kept waking up later. That creeped up. I've always been someone waking up at, like, 7 or 6. And the moment that I didn't have to, technically, I really did have to, when I didn't technically have to wake up early. Like, I can sleep for 12 hours. 8, 9, 9.30. You know, come out at <laughs> yeah. 9.30 and do a exactly. bunch of stuff from home, but do stuff in my PJs. So, no joke, dude. I was like, I got to cut this shit out. I'm not even kidding you. I started wearing like a shirt and tie at home
2: Mm
0: -hmm. because I was like, I need to tell myself that you're fucking doing business, dude. And you have shit that you need to do. And you don't have the option to start dicking around today and go watch a movie and, you know, start making breakfast at 11. And like, you have shit to do. (laughs) And that was the biggest thing, dude. I, I had to do that. I had to start doing things to like, make it like take take my alarm clock and put it across the room like get back to cold showers like i had to do things to make it so that like when you take that jump from having structure if you've had structure and people telling you where to go and when to be for your schedule you never really made your schedule even if you felt it for 15 years maybe and then yeah, you take the jump I the did. first couple weeks for me i had to just get rid of all these bad behaviors yeah. Stop worrying about craziness that would distract me from overwhelm and then get really focused and then go, okay, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow I need to get this done and then start organizing shit on a calendar so that I got back after maybe two weeks or more finally to like, okay, here's routine again, because people need routine innately as being a person Yep. and we've never really had the options that you have until you really take the jump. And at that point... Now, everything's on you. I feel mindset wise, I'm ready. I'm ready to go where, like, I legitimately believe when I take the jump, where I'm like, this is the jump for good. I think I'm ready mentally, ready to go day one. I've chosen not to right now. Fiscally, there's shit that needs to get wrapped up yeah. before I can be. Long-term successful. That's what I went over in the last episode.
1: Which is an honest assessment. That's it, dude. And that's where. Yeah. We, that's why we did that. It's your mind or your episode.
0: money right now that dictate when is the time. And I think that if one of those is sour, it has to be fixed. Yep. You right. To
1: give, to give and take. Isn't it and crazy? You, how you, you don't need a lot of money
0: necessarily. You just you need don't need a lot.
2: Ability. Yeah.
0: But you can't have like you can't have an overhead without any like ramp of anything. It's been right. has been my opinion on it. You know, I have debt that comes monthly. It's coming no matter what. So if it takes me three months to start building an income, which I know that I can do, I feel cool about that. Yeah. In those three months, if I don't have enough of a backup plan, I'm getting hammered, then like I'm out and I already can't be aggressive enough. But.
1: Dude, isn't that nuts how something as simple as like just getting changed in the morning, like completely alters how you like how how your entire day goes like I started on my I started on my days that I work from home like you'd think like oh dude it's better for you to it's better for you to like work in your shorts and to you know be as comfortable as possible and this and that like dude I started like I work from home on Mondays and Tuesdays I started gutting my office on Sundays like making it immaculate like really cleaning it up everything's disinfected the keyboard's blown out everything's where it's supposed to go vacuums clean it's just it's a conducive environment i wake up in the morning like shower first thing every single morning like whole morning routine is taken care of the second that i wake up it's always the same and like you get into this like you get changed and you get into this mode where you're like oh dude like i got up and i prepared myself for just like something today yes and just like how much just like being like oh i'm ready for just It's setting the day it's
0: like setting the tone of the day dude like you can't Mm -hmm. like you can't like if you act casual then your day is going to be casual
1: yeah
0: you know and the stuff that you get done that day will be casual
1: yeah nobody wants to be a filthy
0: fucking casual no one wants to be a filthy animal dude a filthy um what was it uh what was that pasta thing that i was talking about oh my god dude the filthy Uh, fucking truffle truffle boy truffle ass boy boy. (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Dude, I'm just jumping out of bed like a truffle-ass boy this morning. <laughs> dude, if dude, someone... that is a merch, dude. That, we, okay, so Dave and I have been talking about, like, what are we going to do for, like, merch and this and that. But I'm thinking, dude, hashtag... I fucking love ramen noodles and hashtag okay. truffle ass boy. Dude. <laughs> just on a, dude, just on a blank. It. just on a yeah, dude. Simon, get dude, on it. We'll pay you something. good money for that, dude. I will do that.
0: I will if call. I was walking in the city, right, and someone <laughs> across the way is like, "You fucking truffle ass boy," I would fight them immediately, dude. If they had a knife or anything, I'd be like, "I'm gonna get stabbed," and I'm gonna, I, I cannot allow this. You cannot just be calling me a truffle ass boy.
1: <laughs> you know? or dude, do, do, I do you it. want somebody calling you a truffle ass? <laughs> boy? No,
0: dude. Why no, not, dude I truffles are that. delicious that means you're like a, a you're like candy a, ass. a pansy
1: dude you're yeah, like right, a, right, like right, a right, bougie right. boy I but like dude I, I love everybody loves ramen
0: noodles <laughs> a lot of people like truffles that's I'm not gonna say that's inaccurate what if we come out with our own truffle ramen i'm not supporting Ooh. you in
1: that That can be a solo endeavor <laughs> one person in the world will eat it
0: podcasting. i
2: would totally eat that man would you <laughs> i'm a oh, truffle ass boy yeah what, what do you reality. what do you
0: do to frame out your day right now to make it so that you stay dude, on track dude, it's just on me
2: well what i was gonna say was you had asked me you know what was it that made me take that leap and i started getting into the whole discipline thing mm. that i've been working on um with yes. you know diet and exercise mm. but that also carried over into other areas. I stopped drinking probably two years ago.
1: Congrats. Good for um, you.
2: That's been great nice for my health. You know, it's almost social suicide in a way. Uh, but Isn't that a shame? <laughs> uh, in a way, but it gives you a lot of free time um, yep. where you can really hone your skills, figure out what you're passionate about in life. So that's helped me a lot. Um, saves you some money and yep hell yeah it does um, and i also quit money. nicotine that was the hardest thing in my life to do awesome. <laughs> quit nicotine Good there is somebody man. who
1: worked but, in psych forever i can tell you that substance is no joke dude it is the most addictive substance that exists yeah. on the planet for and now reason, that they yeah.
2: have the the jewel vapes like that's what i was doing for a while Mm -hmm. those are near impossible to quit Um, I was gonna
1: say man like how bad was it coming up was it harder coming off of those or actual like cigarettes
2: oh definitely those yeah like is it convenience because it's just what I hear so so much more nicotine in it that is is, they they get you hooked man like you have like physical withdrawal symptoms when you try to quit those oh shit yeah man it's crazy but um, what that's taught me just like, you know, all those other examples of discipline I talked about and even starting my business was the only way to get something done is to just repeat the mantra in your head. No excuses, no matter what, no excuses. Yep. So everybody at the beginning of every year, they're like, all right, I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to, you know, have a better diet. That I'm going to quit familiar. cigarettes. None of that's going to happen unless you are, t- you have no excuses. Otherwise you're just going to get back in that habit. So, I
0: agree dude.
2: Um and that's the only reason I quit nicotine I think was because anytime I had an urge I said no no excuses stop.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And just in this your head it's not good for go, you. No matter what, no matter how you feel. That's the only way to do it. And that's kind of what I said with my business 9 days ago. I was like, all right, I've been making excuses for years and years. Yep. Um the longer you wait, the more chances there are of more bad stuff happening to you in life that could set you back even further. If you feel somewhat stable, um, I guess just no excuses, just do it, you know? You yep. Just jump. And so that's what brought me here today, I guess. You just, yeah.
0: I dude, I, I so believe in what you just said where definitely no excuses, not only just for like getting shit done, but also so that like you're happy because like, taking ownership of like taking ownership of the things that happen to you i like i believe like i think we said it like not long ago like the world is happening for you not to you yeah. right one of my friends said that to me at like a reset that i did and like other than getting goals getting things done it also just makes it so that like like there's some stuff that sucked last year dude there's some of it that was i don't know there was some of it that was my fault there's some of it that was put upon me. As but like always. I still I still took ownership of it where like I know what I contributed to the issue, even if like I felt like it wasn't something that I had control or like imposed. I was like, I know what I contributed, I know why this happened, and I don't care, I'm gonna rebuild and whatever. And it's just like stuff's gonna happen, like curveballs are gonna happen, and like you everyone deserves like a down weekend or a down week to just like take that in process and figure out what the fuck is happening and what you're going to do next. But like, you can't just like shit's going to happen in life. Plans are not going to work. You know, you your, your, your time of when it is to jump, maybe you jump and then you, you fail after three months. Maybe you, you don't get to jump and it delays like, but, but there are either excuses or not excuses. And then there's a why, and there's a why not. And it's just like, it's not doing any favors for anyone. Right. You know, it's yeah. not doing any favors for anyone in, in, uh, I don't know. I mean, like you even know it from the sales background, dude. Like when you say anything like, yeah, I didn't hit my numbers because, you know, people in this market don't want to buy because like this territory is no good because of this. It's like, no one gives a shit, dude. No one gives a shit that you said that they care about what the bottom line is and did you yeah. achieve it or did you not achieve it? And you know what? If you didn't achieve it and you got fired or something, then you fucking go get another job. Like it's yeah. literally, it's, it's, it's very simple it's results that you're delivering or not Mm -hmm. right and it's like what are the curveballs and the things at play that you're navigating through the field Mm -hmm. and and how well are you bouncing back from when you fail because everyone's going to fail and it's going to happen a lot you know it's it's just got that song
2: stuck in my head bro i get knocked down but i get (laughs) 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 what is it (laughs) tumble wumba yeah (laughs) tub something we can
1: all try to uh so i don't have like to chumble one but yeah, yeah.
0: dude we can where, do, where uh, did they go <laughs> we can do like a harmony they're a one-hit wonder <laughs> they got knocked down right. and they didn't get up again
1: <laughs> we made this song <laughs> yeah, and then we much. became irrelevant
0: <laughs> 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 it's kind of hypocritical if you <laughs> right. think about it. oh yeah. god
2: <laughs> yeah they did the but, of that
0: right on man yeah my,
2: my point is though like have you ever listened to the podcast the happiness lab
0: Mm-hmm. Some
2: lady she's a i think a psych professor named Lori santos or something
0: that sounds intriguing um, but
2: yeah she teaches people how to achieve happiness basically um and one of the things she was saying was that you're i don't know the the phrasing i'm going to try to summarize it but basically your your expectations are usually much more potent than the experiences themselves so if mm. you expect something to be terrible when yeah. it happens it's just going to be kind of bad when you expect something to be amazing, when it happens, it might be a little dulled down version of that. Um, right. And the, the way they studied it was <clears throat> they were looking at, um, I don't know what the industry was, but people had an organization, they asked them at, um, in advance, if you were to get a raise right now, um, rate what your happiness level would be. And they would rate like a 10. If you got laid off right now, rate what your happiness level would be. And they'd rate like a zero. And I'm I'm kind of making it a little more extreme than the study actually was. Yeah. But then when it actually happened and they rated their happiness level, they found that the people that got the raises were actually only slightly happier than they were before. The people that got laid off were only slightly less happy than they were before. Yes. Yep. So um that just proves the power of your mentality. Um, a lot of these fears dude. you have when you're standing on the edge of that cliff ready to throw yourself off and to start a new business. Um the fears are stronger than I think a
0: lot of the th- the issues that could, it's just like, like what's, what's the worst <laughs> thing going to happen? It's like, you're going to exactly. get a job again that you don't like. That's the worst yeah. thing that's going to happen. That's what you're doing. You're right going to be now. exactly back where you are at this very point in time. So Who cares? But yeah. if you
1: don't do it, dude, you're just going to die a slow death. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're going to die the death of regret over a long period of time that yeah. makes you into the worst. Yeah, if, if you
2: get good at keeping your expenses down, then you don't even need to make that much money to, uh, you know, c- carry on with your life. Right. So, oh, yeah, you, you the have simplistic all that time
1: lifestyle, just, man. That's what we yeah. preach here.
2: Yeah. Simplistic
1: uh, expectations.
2: An, an exercise I like to do with people is I'll ask them, you know, what do you want in life? And sometimes they'll say, I want a big house or I want a car. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep asking, okay, but then what? If you just keep that chain going, like eventually they're going to run out of things to say it. it all comes down to happiness things, the like things to want like, like dude you like imagine it's like we have a fucking podcast <laughs> so you <laughs> know when you buy a <laughs> new <go>. car <laughs> you know that feeling when you get a new
0: car i
2: think you got a new truck
0: right that Dave? new car scent that new car feel right,
2: right? oh yeah like i'm so happy this is amazing that feeling dies down probably after a year.
0: Dude, I hate it. Maybe even before that. Like, yeah, definitely. Before it's, that. it's
2: all just
1: temporary. Um, I got it. I was like, this is a fucking depreciating value. I know the payments I'm making on this.
2: Imagine you have the car you want, the house you want, the wife you want. Everything, everything in life is perfect. You have all the best food, anything materialistic that you can think of that you yes, want. You have I
0: got it. it all. You've got, absolutely what do you do anything. now? What do you do now? Mm-hmm. For me, There's no greater
2: happiness than doing an awesome design for someone, feeling that pride in what I did, making them happy. Um, It's, you know, I think a lot of the most valuable things in life are more social rather than materialistic. And uh, it really all just comes down to happiness. So
0: yes, dude,
2: why, why (laughs) try to go through all these hoops to get the car and the house when you can just skip straight to the end game, you know, And then then it'll
1: all come afterwards. Like, the money always comes. Yeah. Like, those things will always come. Like, you could always work at a fucking subway or some shit. If you wanted to, yeah. If
0: you wanted to, and buy those things.
1: Yeah. I just
0: think about, I think about to motivate myself past, like, those excuses, right? I think about, like, 95-year-old me, Right. You're going to tell your grandchildren about that one car that you had. You're going to tell them about it. You're going to be like, dude, that silver truck that I had, that thing was a whole workhorse. That thing was great. You know what I mean? I'm going to be, I might love a car or vehicle and associate that in my head, Mm -hmm. but that will be the one conversation, the one point, the one time that that equates to in my whole life. But your day to day for long periods of times, that's literally your life, dude. That's your legacy. Yeah. That's what you're known for. That's the ripples that you created before you are physically gone. Mm. You know, what mm-hmm. did you leave that created new life? And then also, like for yourself, when you're 95 and you're on that spot, you're going to talk about that car for one conversation when people are talking cars, right? Yeah. What the fuck else are you talking about, dude? Yeah, I don't that, know. Man, but if that car is through. worth more,
1: dude, what do you that, what
0: I mean? What if that car <laughs> is something, though? It could be something, you know what I mean? Like
1: then, then buy I think, cars. I think that, well, here's the thing: is that like I think that sometimes, sometimes stuff like that that is tangible transcends into the intrinsic. Like what what, what is it like? What, you weren't just like, oh, hey, remember that truck that I had was worth eleven grand? You're just like, dude, you remember those times that I was. Remember the times in the old beat up Corolla that I was slogging from Manchester to Milford when the po- po- the podcast was oh, first that that <laughs> Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it it elevates itself to this like new level of. It wasn't just like eleven grand. It was like, dude, do you remember that car? Right. Remember yeah, the I, I but, think like, respect but, it. I think the intrinsic. Like that. But the intrinsic things. You know what I mean? It's like. That like that's the story that you tell mm. to your grandchild about like hey I I remember when I respected the shit out of my piece of shit like yes. beat up uh, Toyota Corolla that I like accomplished my dreams in that I set myself up for mm. where it's like all of a sudden something like that something that is tangible transcends into like the intrinsic into something higher value than just like the the monetary worth that it was right and so I do think that things can it can happen like that. But going back to what Simon was saying, it's just like, that's, that's bigger and more intrinsic. Like that, that value and that worth was, was, was something a way higher to you than just, Oh yeah, that was my car. and It was my yes. thing is like, Oh, what did I leave behind? Like, Oh, I had those great memories of something that was worth it to me. It was going through a process. It was getting to somewhere. It was meeting up right. with somebody that eventually like led to me fully being connected to the things that I'm doing and I would and even then argue and then that's what I'm leaving behind. And I
0: would even say that like that Corolla story yeah. has more value to you because you, you realize at how much of a mm-hmm. piece of shit it was at that time and, that and how Corolla's much you transcended value, to something else yeah. being able to get a different thing. And even or, the money, even the money function. is just like,
1: dude, five, like the five grand that I spent on that car was more than paid back in the, in what I did with it. And so like all of a sudden something that was very monetary and very like existing in the hard and tangential world just like transitioned into something more, into something more personally intrinsically valuable. And I think that we we play that game on so many different levels. And and it's about it's about the and like you know, we're not trying to chop it up, like it's about that intrinsic and like what are you saying? It's like it's about doing that thing. It's like getting past that ego and that and all this
2: Yeah. So I don't think it's healthy to deprive yourself of all materialism. Yeah. Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is that, like, beyond, like, you're trying to explain that beyond all that.
2: Yeah. You just, you always want to be thinking, what if I had billions of dollars? What would I be doing?
0: Yeah. If you had everything in the world, what would you do Do during the day? And and how do you make it so that you actually do that right now?
2: Because chances are, whatever you would be doing if you had everything you wanted physically is something you could be doing right now.
3: Dude, fucking hell, right? I agree, right, dude?
2: Yeah, I, you're
1: fucking right. Yeah, That's, dude. I gave
2: myself the chills with that one. Right, yeah. Back
1: I'm there. <laughs> getting the chills right now. I hope you. I hope all fucking you guys are getting the chills, like, because these are the kind of conversations that I like. Dude, I don't know. Like, I I remember sitting down with myself inside of my I own head and having these conversations. But, dude, these I are hate the, These are I the conversations. Uh, these are the conversations that like are necessary though like these are the things that like you hold yourself up in this in this mirror and you it's the fair comparison yeah it's like the necessary judgment that goes like forward that we've all had with each other and that why things that like doing this podcast it's like three or four levels of why
0: dude like why did you why did you why do you want that thing what like like asking why multiple times, eventually you get to the fucking why. Yeah, why someone? Yeah, did good questions, you get good
1: answers,
2: dude. Right? It's like, have you seen, dude? Where's my car? Yeah. When they're at the, the Chinese takeout drive-up, and then, Mm-hmm. And and and, you know, and then. I want a new car, and then a new house, and then, well, I guess happiness. And then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my foot in your ass. If you say and then again,
1: <laughs> I love that movie, dog. You just made I love it very. Should be. Oh shit! Dude. All right, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you ready? To Are we cap gonna it?
1: cap it out, dude? Ready? To Are we gonna it cap out? it off? They or call or me. They
0: call me capping out, dude. they capping crunch. The captain, capping. They, call- <laughs> 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 they say, "What's capping, dude?" You know? <laughs> do
1: they? I'm gonna start saying that, dude. What's hey, capping, Boy? What's capping tonight? <laughs> Is that <laughs> how you <laughs> want me to do the new intro? Yeah. Hey. No, actually, no. That's on no.
0: One, no two I don't baseball. Like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's don't like know. Babe Ruth is coming you up to it, the plate. He did good in the beginning. All right. All, All right. So I always ask five questions at the end that we still haven't named like fire round or like lightning questions or like Do we need truffle boys, it? you know? Hashtag truffle questions. All right. Five truffle butters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> truffle
1: butters? <laughs>
0: Uh, we're trying it on for sure (laughs) i'm so sorry Uh, um it's okay i forgive you what uh just answer what's off the top of your head like just the whatever you think at the moment don't take too much time on it um this one we usually get from going through the podcast but like if you were to bring it down to like a quick question on this what made you pursue this these things these two businesses that you're doing What made it so that, like, these are the things that you have to do versus any other thing that you could be doing with your time and money?
2: Um, That's a, a pretty easy question. Basically, I chose the two things that I find the greatest happiness in. So, if you think about everything you do in life, what brings you the most joy? For me, you know, when I do a design that really impresses someone, and we just have that when we're looking at each other, we have that smile. Like it's like a shared connection. Like, hell yeah. Look what we just did. Um, Right. So, and it really doesn't get much better than that. Um, And same with painting. Part of it is, um, you know, making the customer happy. But another part is it, for me, it's also kind of a form of meditation.
3: That's awesome. um, Where I can get in
2: a a good headspace. I just listen to podcasts all day long, crank out some walls and, you
0: know, that's awesome, dude. vibe. And honestly, like from being a person that's renovated a couple properties, like paint is like 75% of it if it's an old shitty house. That literally adds like a total different feel to every part depending on how you choose it. That like that if you if they if you have some like like client that like has the whole house redone, like they'll come in, they will feel like a new house for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that even itself is adding that feeling that you same feeling that you get from the logos and then you also get to yeah. like meditate and like chill out you look get at the before and after photos. straight you know that's awesome yeah. um yep. in the process so it could be along the way could be in the last nine days could be any part of the the process here for these next two what is the worst decision that you've made or the biggest mistake where you were like maybe i learned something from it right because you're a positive person but if you are telling you that's heading on this way, you're like, learn this lesson, but don't do this thing. Cause that sucks. What is it? Right. What's the biggest mistake?
2: Yeah. As you know, I'm new to this, but um, I guess if I had to go back, the one thing I would say is that I would have, Made this leap much sooner.
1: God um. damn it! <laughs> it's the same fucking answer every time. I feel like we're gonna like when shit starts popping off. I think from that's and when something. I stop being like a big God. pussy about everything, dude. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I wish that I did this like a year yeah. ago, and I'm gonna eat my fucking
2: words.
0: God,
1: bro. I know
2: I am.
0: Exactly, oh, dude. Everybody it's says true, this. Dude. Episode uh, it's 41. Like and I don't think a I've a heard one person, person not say that, dude.
1: Episode, dude. I remember when Corey said it when we had Corey. We're on episode here, 41 musician, right, right it now. It's just like it was like literally episode three. It's just like yeah, I had I was kicking myself for being like why why did I ever trick myself into thinking that I couldn't have did it? It's
0: like, I want to take the question out. So we have other things to give people, (laughs) but I also want to do a track record of doing like 200 episodes every time hearing it. I I I know
2: it's important for people to understand that you're never going to be prepared to make that leap. You can do it now. You don't Mm -hmm. feel prepared now. You're not going to feel prepared when you actually take the leap either. It's just, like I said, no excuses. You
0: just do it. Um, I love it, dude. I fucking love this um flip side to it all right so best thing that you've ever done you're like 100 percent. you know as a heads up to me five years ago or two years ago or two weeks ago whatever definitely do this this helps so much
2: i think the the best thing that's happened to me was working in sales to be honest (laughs) i get it dude dude the lessons you learn there it is one of the most brutal most stressful jobs ever but yep
0: you, you're super, invincible super highs and super lows too just like an entrepreneur
3: yeah right yeah.
0: there's like you get super super high you also have like some super down times and they're quick between the two also like, like literally like camp. hours <laughs> right it's crazy so it's i think like i just
1: went and took a piss and i feel bad
0: oh dude you know <laughs> so now i feel worse um okay so what would be Uh, a book or a resource or video or podcast or like what's a good educational component for you that you would recommend to either someone specifically going into your traits or as entrepreneurs as a total or creatives as a total it doesn't matter like what what's like some resources or one resource that you really really dig that people should be into um i
2: i don't think i can say one specifically i can tell you a few that have helped me though um i think it's important to have a like for me, I have a collection of podcasts I'm subscribed to, and a lot of them are focused around the same theme. Um, so I have this podcast, of course. I have The Happiness Lab, which I highly recommend. You um,
0: said that. That one sounds cool, we'll dude. I that, haven't we'll heard that, that one. A one lot goes. of
2: the stuff they say is extremely cliche. When you hear it, you don't feel like you're learning anything, but I think it's important to just reiterate. to hear it over, over, over,
1: yes. But it's, it's,
2: it's those like a lot things, of things. Right. Like, just do it like you know any like it sounds so simple any cliche cliche quote like that it's important to hear on a regular basis even though it is extremely cliche you need to remind yourself of these things so the happiness lab is good for that i also listened to how i built this i think it's like an npr one um it's people doing startups and talking about how they got their businesses going um what else I'm a sucker for a Joe Rogan experience. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. You (laughs) can't, you can't not, you can't not dude. Yeah.
1: The range of people that that guy talks to is just, it's just cool hearing
2: all these different perspectives on things. Even if they're talking about chimpanzees, like (laughs) it's good for expanding your mind. Um, right. Just being able to,
1: you didn't think you'd be interested in that all of a sudden blow your mind.
2: Yeah. And it, it helps you learn to look at things from all different angles rather than being in an echo chamber, you can you can see different sides to different issues and stuff.
0: Perspective. Um, Perspective is important. Yeah. It yeah.
2: allows you to actually
1: like be a person who's like fluid and actually has like thoughts about things, not just like, oh, you're a person who thinks like this about this thing, then you think about like this for every other thing. Just like,
0: no, nah, dude. <clears throat> Please don't put me in a box. Last, last question. You're gonna have to think hard on this. Ooh. Where do people find you at? Oh oh it's a tough one i've know, got a I'm bunch of get back i'm here. sorry dude i didn't want to be that guy to you you stuck around so, for a lot <laughs> so
2: it's art by Sea monster on facebook Sea monster is um i guess it's like my pen name for art okay um, the, the reason that came to be was people started calling me Sea monster and it evolved so Sea monster nice. wow. I like that all right. Art now by is Sea it like,
1: C, like the letter C, or is it actually S E A?
2: No, it's written out just like a sea creature, Sea Monster, one word. Um, gotcha. Art by Sea Monster. Yeah, I haven't created social media accounts for my two businesses yet, but the no. websites are in progress, um, so that that will be up soon. I'll post updates on Art by Sea Monster on Instagram. It's at the Sea Monster Two Zero Seven.
0: Cool. So follow those people on instagram and facebook if you want to track down his logo and interior painting businesses because he's going to tell yep. you where i'll be, be posting
2: updates on the progress of those businesses and maybe we can do this in a year or something and i'll
0: hell yeah yeah, hell man. yeah. <laughs> sooner yeah who knows what's yeah. gonna happen in a year man it's so it's yeah. so fun that's the best part of the, about this podcast so always evolving mm-hmm. cool man we'll thank you simon james yeah man thank you so much the sea monster aka the truffle butter no i'm just kidding (laughs) that's me man that's me um dude hey thank you so much for being on the podcast and hanging out and dealing with uh my technical difficulties today it's been awesome and then just dealing with me as a human being and ryan is an, an entire human being dude i suck he uh I don't know. I'll be honest. The, the reason he's on the podcast right. is because later, no one else will have him and I just give him more time here to be away from his parents Bye. and his loved ones. <laughs> Yo. See you later, Ryan. Alright, guys. That was episode 41 of the Waking Up From Work podcast. Big shout out. Thank you to Simon for being on there. I really hope that you guys got something from it. And the two episodes as a whole to kind of think through where you're at, what you need, and what makes sense for you. If you want to check out the show notes, check out some of the resources that he gave us, head on over to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. If you want to support the podcast and help us out, you can check out patreon.com wakingupfromwork And We've got some goodies on there to hopefully add value and help you out with your creative business. If you want to chat with me, keep up with some of the micro content that's going out, at Dave Wake Up on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you want to join in the community, it's really been a lot of fun connecting with you on a deeper level. Head on over to Waking Up from Work podcast, Connecting Creatives, and go ahead and submit to join in there. I will definitely approve you. And tell people what you're up to, show people what you're up to, try to get some other people involved with what you're doing and connect with people that are facing the same struggles and getting the same highs that you're dealing with and having on a daily basis so that we can all chat it out, figure out better ways to do stuff, and get better at it. So I really want to thank you guys. I have been having a blast doing this. If you want to see us, we're out weekly now on Thursday nights. Check out at Dave Wake Up on Instagram. And we go live most of the time with our guests. And you can see the episodes before they come out and some of the other BS that I cut out of here, even though there's still a lot in there. So thank you guys. Have a killer week. Hope your new year is off swinging. Peace.